July 3, 2023. It's the Watt from Pedro Show.
from Pedro Show. Happy Monday. Started off with uh, John Coltrane doing Mr. PC. That's for, uh, God damn me. 22 years and I still had a fucking monitor on. Okay, blowing clams, keeping you humble. Mr. PC, that's from uh, Mr. Paul Chambers. November 22, 1962, John Coltrane with his quartet. Abrona after that with Plant the Flag. And speaking of Abrona, I got the main man behind that project. Welcome aboard, Yo, Eric. Good how to you be doing, here. Eric Crispin? People, yeah. Uh, I want to learn about your journey through music. Please bring your earliest musical recollection. Oh man, probably listening to music by myself. Maybe was my earliest thing. I remember having like a little Fisher Price tape player, like the the brown and tan one. And I remember sitting on like the wall between my house and the neighbor's house, listening to like a Michael Jackson tape. I want to say that's like the earliest I ever remember. What's well, a Watford Pedro I... show? There's no hard <laughs> questions. There's no wrong answers, especially when it yeah, comes to yeah. fucking memories. Yeah. Right. They're uh, maybe not the most reliable, but it doesn't matter. It, you know, it's where you are today. There was a road that led up to there. You might have forgotten right. things about it. I forgot buttloads of mine, or I was convinced. I was certain. If ever that happened to you, like, I know what that house looks like, and then you finally go by past it again a few years, and it doesn't look anything like your memory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up. Okay, the right. pad you grew up in, Eric, was there musical instruments? Um, there was there was always one nylon string guitar that my mom had been gifted in the 70s from a boyfriend. It never had strings it maybe had like one or two strings left on it they had all just kind of broken off and it would it sat in a corner no one really i i think my my mom actually taught piano lessons when she was like a teenager uh but she didn't really play music by the time i was born uh and yeah there was always this guitar sitting in the corner and it it uh did you I just look at it, it or did you jump on it Sometimes I get it out and like mess around with it, but it it wasn't in tune. It you know it had like two two or three strings. So that was the when I decided I wanted to play guitar. I was like you know thirteen or something. I wanted an electric guitar because I wanted to rock, you know. But uh, my mom's thing was, oh well, we'll just get that strung and you can learn on that. So that's that's actually what happened when I was about fourteen. She we finally got that thing. Like took it to the guitar shop and got. Got it strong. I still have that guitar. It's a classical guitar. It's pretty nice. But um, yeah, that's a, that was my first guitar that I kind of learned on, learned the basics. I want to go before that. What about uh, in school? Were you in the choir, the marching band, or shit like that? No, I never. Okay. I never took any kind of music class except for the ones they kind of where the teacher would come in or with a little keyboard and you'd sing songs and you'd get the little wood block or the the uh, tambourine or something to play along with the songs. That's the only kind of music class I ever took. I wasn't really interested in being in the marching band or anything like that. I only got a real interest in playing music once, you know, like kind of punk rock for lack of a better word came into the picture and it sort of looked like something I could do that didn't have anything to do with school. (laughs) I didn't have any interest in like really learning anything about music. I just kind of, think i wanted it i asked that question let me ask you why i asked that question i don't really need a 
big rap on that. I asked that question because a lot of schools got oh, rid yeah. of their programs. And also, people get introduced to things without their choice sometimes, and it still has huge impact on the rest of their days. That's why. It wasn't because, yeah, I'm, you know, you're a big you know, fan of <laughs> institutional learning. I wasn't trying to say that. Uh, what about yeah. the first record you bought with your own money? Oh, yeah. Oh, probably, like, I was trying to think of that recently. I think it was, I think it was like a single. Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> like when they had single. People, people the are from different. Get... People are from different eras, and the media changes. But the question, <laughs> right. you know, you got to listen to the question I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, when I say uh, first music you bought with your own money, that doesn't right. mean yeah, it's independent get... of the medium or the size of the collection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it was a the the summertime single single by Fresh Prince, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. And what was I the first gig that. you saw? The first gig I saw, uh, there were a lot of bands who were playing around my hometown that like cover bands. I think I would see. Um, what was the first uh, gig you saw? Uh, the first one I like. You don't know, then you don't know. It's okay. <laughs> You know? Yeah, the first one I can remember like getting tickets to go. I mean, I would see these kind of cover bands in my hometown, but um, they weren't like. They no, would I'm just talking about like, the first I'd... gig. You only have your first gig once. I'll tell you my first gig. Me and D Boone, we saw T Rex. Yeah, 1973. Good... <laughs> Everybody says that. I know we were lucky motherfuckers. It was two fifty <laughs> to get in too, because in those days, uh, gigs were mainly uh, mainly promo for albums. Yeah. So you think you saw a cover band gig? Okay. Yeah, I mean, there were. I, I'm going to ask you about first... after school. Now, now I'm not talking about graduation, but it's kind of like this time you're talking about early teens when you get that guitar redone, and yeah. you want electric guitar. Do you get into the garage band thing, basement band, bedroom band with your buddies at school? Not graduate, right? It's in the afternoon when school's out. Well, yeah, I think the yeah the first thing we ever did as soon as I got that guitar strung, we were. We were just bored in the summer before ninth grade, and we were playing in my basement. Like uh, my friend had a trumpet from playing in band, and he brought a trumpet over. And my friend who wanted to play drums, we kind of found some old like popcorn tins, you know. He played those with spoons, uh, and we like went out in the neighborhood and played like little songs we made up for the neighborhood kids, like as kind of a goof to just <laughs> act like a band, like playing in a city on the corner, but we were in the suburbs playing like on the corner of our yeah, but I mean, neighborhood you know, street. Yeah. That was kind of the first time I ever. So this band, people. this band uh, wrote their own material. You didn't see when me and D boom first started playing, we were copying off records to learn. Right. We we weren't even good enough to learn any other songs. No, know, but I think else. you had a leg up on us by trying to compose yourself. Just my opinion. I mean, yeah, maybe. It was what like, happens I can is one. there's this, you know what a zeitgeist is? A zeitgeist is German for spirit of the times. And if the culture imperative of that time is like nobody writes their own fucking songs, then you don't know that that's what you're supposed to do. Now, if all right. your buddies are writing songs, yeah, you get in on that. But I'm telling you, the 70s here in Pedro, not even the best dude who could play guitar in this town wrote his own fucking songs. It was just right. copying shit that other people knew. 
uh, already did recording stuff. So it's kind of like building models. But I've mm-hmm. noticed guests, you know, I've been doing the show 22 years, and a lot of the more younger people, not from the 70s, but they started writing material right away. And I'm I'm really into that. But, you know, it, it's just fate, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I'm curious about that. So I don't think it's just a little nothing thing. I think it was pretty trippy that you guys came. Did you? this band have a name? Uh, that band didn't at first, but... We evolved to uh, that. The guy who was playing the bucket, like, eventually got a drum set. The guy that was playing the trumpet eventually got a bass. I eventually got an electric guitar. I actually got my first electric guitar the first, the same day the drummer I was playing with got his drums. So we were jamming that day, you know. <laughs> sure. Went over, went and who's and writing the songs? Is it a collaborative thing or are you the songwriter? Uh, I was I was the songwriter, I'd say. Do you mainly. remember the first yeah. song you wrote? Um yeah, probably the first song I ever finished really like with words was um I think a song I called Happy Bum. <laughs> I remember the first Man, line. My first was, song uh, was terrible, okay? My song was called Mr. Bass King Outer Space. <laughs> yeah. And it was about dr- playing a bass solo and blowing the rest of the band off. I mean, obviously I had issues. Yeah. And that's not until like I almost graduate high school. You know, yeah. it's terrible. So, uh, bum, huh? What was it called? Happy bum. Happy bum. Was- yeah. Do you remember yeah. playing it in front of people for the first time? Well, what uh, what was the name of this band again? When you finally got a name? We we didn't even have a name all all through ninth grade because we weren't really playing shows. But then we got there was kind of a hot shot guitar player who was a year older than us and he took a liking to us he started playing in our band and by that and then we we actually started getting shows and we were called psycho trash do you remember the first cycle so the first cycle trash was on the corner in your neighborhood right yeah that was the, the and that's without the hot sh- yeah without the hot shot guy yeah yeah and uh <laughs> okay you were in the suburbs you were on the corner but you still were fucking doing it yeah yeah. yeah, how was that first gig? <laughs> Would you call it a gig, success? Would you call it a success? I mean, the first gig I was kind of like a gray area sort of gig. It was like we just sort of invited some guys to our practice space, you know. We kind of played. It was probably like five dudes hanging out. And that's that's the first time I was probably 15, and it actually felt like I was playing a show because there were some guys I didn't know that well, and they were like the only ones at our school who were kind of into the stuff we were into, you know. So they were musicians too, and they they were kind of they were kind of into it. You did know? you play him a happy bum? Just feeling feeling high from that. Did you, you know? play him a happy bum? <laughs> I think we were past even past happy bum by that point. Okay, okay. dropped it from the set. Yeah, let's play some Mabronia. I got this cross the hill.
Live from Pedro Show, that chunk of music head. Well, it started off with a Bronia doing Cross the Hill. And brand new, Dead Bob. This is a project with John Wright from No Means No. He's got a band without his brother. Dead Bob. Party of One. Although there's more than him in the band. Uh, he wrote me an email a couple days ago. He says, beautiful. For 10 years, he hadn't played, he said, he's, but he's back in the ring. Swenson Klain, some more Canada, but this is uh, more East, Quebec, huh? <coughs> with uh, <coughs> Swenson Klain with eight. S-L-W-C-C Watt. Uh, this is my collab with uh, Sam Lockward out of Iowa City, Born Out. Wolf Eyes, they got a brand new record. This is Wolf Eyes with Short Hands. Car Wash 2, brand new from St. Abdullah and Jason Nazri. Clostrous Society. Clostrous Society, yeah, I think they invented that word. Shell after that, Tanker, this is a new project Brother A.J. and Holland has. Sir Richard Bishop's Freak of Araby Ensemble with Warkat Yat Nasib. There's something live. Very interesting. And finally, Abronia. What we can see. So, uh, how long does uh, this band last? Um, Psycho Trash lasted until the end of my uh, junior year of high school or so. Uh, into the Maybe end of, right before senior year. And then we kind of made that band into another band, just a, a trio after our guitar player went to college. We were kind of sick of playing with him anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, then that evolved into a band it? called Question Rig. And then we were a band for a few more years until I moved to Portland, really. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, in uh, high school's over, right? So, yeah. do you want to do music in higher education? Since you didn't do it in lower education, well, I yeah, I actually went to a, a college that was uh, UNC Asheville, and I kind of went because they had a a studio. You know, you could kind of do take recording classes and stuff. So I was kind of interested in that, but I was kind of just wanted to go on tour at the same time. I I was like on the fence about going to college in the first place, but I know that I knew Bob Moog lived in Asheville. Uh, you know, the synthesizer inventor guy. Um, I think they also got a Shakespeare festival there. Or is that Medford? Ash, that's, that's Ashland, Oregon. Oh, okay. Down by yeah, California. Yeah. This, this was Asheville, North Carolina, yeah. Okay, like yeah. Up in Carolina, but, um, Western North Carolina. Right, yeah. yeah. I think Warren uh, Haynes might be from there. No? No, that's South Carolina. Because there's an Asheville there and an Ashland. Yeah, we really, not a lot of names, right? <laughs> you know what's funky? There's a fucking place out here in the Inland Empire called Claremont. What's right next door? Montclair. I mean, give me a fucking break. <laughs> I, mean, you know I mean, humans are weird. Yeah. Humans are a trip. But what's Could even worse is Watt's memory, and I can't keep all this shit straight. Yeah, I'm talking about when you cross the border and they got that shit. Yeah, Ashland. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're attracted by the Sith man and you're also attracted to the studio there. Do you spend yeah. much time? Yeah. But you, you head off to Portland on the other side of the country. Yeah. I, uh, I dropped out. I finished two years at college and then basically like couldn't wait to go on tour 
<laughs> and kind of just did that. I formed a like a solo project called Ghost of Falco, and I recorded a demo in our in the studio at the school, and then uh, used that to book shows to move out to Portland. So that's what I did, and then I kind of kept Ghost of Falco going for many years. Though I'd form different bands in the interim. What was it called? What was it called with the different uh, manifestations, I guess? Lineups? I couldn't understand what you called the band. Oh, Ghost of Falco? Ghost of Falco. Okay, there there it is. There it is. Yeah, you told me that. I I, I toured with Tav Falco in 2015. I've always been wow. a big, huge fan of his. Behind the Magnolia Curtain, great album. Uh, he's living in uh, Bangkok, Thailand these days. Wow. He's in Vienna a long time. He's finishing up that uh, Arantia movie. Uh, okay, so you get to Portland, and now you you came out there with a band of North Carolina guys. It was just me. I'd, I had a solo project, kind of a looping. Oh, but he even toured Man Alone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I drove out with one friend from North Carolina. And what, what would you have, the... like, backing tracks on a pewter or something? Or, or what? Or stomping on the deck, playing acoustic guitar? What was it like? It was like uh, live guitar, electric guitar loops, analog synth, some samples and singing. It was kind of... Kind of ambient, kind of noisy, kind of songwritery. But, but 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 one man, kind of busky. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say busky. Okay. More like kind of noise scene informed, but also like singing songs that I wrote. You know. But man alone, no no collab, just this. He, right. He was yeah. more of like a yeah. passenger for the ride, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty balls out, actually. Did yeah. you know anybody in fucking Portland? No, no. I just <laughs> that's like Bob Lee. Bob Lee packs his drums up in his uh, station wagon, Lambertville, New Jersey. You know, and just drives just L.A. Gets a copy of the Recycler the thing that came out every Thursday, and looks for a yeah. band, finds Crawl Space. <laughs> fucking who, another guy who tells me a story like that is uh, Klaus Fluoride. Dead, he just come, you know. He was jamming with Leslie West in Boston. He told me, and then mm-hmm. Fe- Felix Papillardi got his gig. So he just goes out to the city, you know, San Francisco. He flies out there, and he answers this ad for the Dead Kennedys the day he gets it. <laughs> yeah, can you believe that shit? Yeah. <laughs> kind of career move without fucking knowing it. Okay. Yeah, I I was just like looking for an adventure change. I, I, I had a friend of a friend here. He let me sleep on his floor for a while when I first got to Portland, which was super helpful. And then I just found a place just to live through the looking in the paper or whatever for housemate wanted. And then, like you said, you've always held a ghost to Falco and reserve. Cause did you start doing, you know, there was a time when only Satyricon was doing gigs in Portland, but you're, you were, you're, you're probably there. I mean, now there's like what thirty clubs. <laughs> oh yeah, too many. Maybe. Yeah, right, got, right. But I got that, there in two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, it was much yeah. different. Uh, yeah, but I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But yeah, too much is things get sad. You know, humans. 
Right. Like yeah. here in Pedro, right? We started the fish, uh, the tuna industry, then fished the fucker all out. We had 500 boats. Now there's less than 20. And they do squid. Yeah, we're like that, right? The flag of Lebanon, there's a big cedar tree. Go to fucking Lebanon. There's no cedar. That was 2,000 years ago. They cut all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we do shit like that, right? I, I'll tell you, yeah. our, our, our Minuteman gig first one at Chicago was heavy because you know who was there? Greg Sage, the wiper yeah. guy. Yeah, that was really heavy on us. I remember getting to talk. D Boom went through the deck. Kept playing. Didn't story. stop. Yeah, he didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, shit. Wild about that. So, look, Amos. we're going to continue with your story, but we're at the end of the first hour, July 3, 2023 edition of Watt Pedro Show. Special guest, Eric Crispin. Hold tight for hour two. July 3, 2023. It's the second hour of Watt for Pedro Show.
Wofford Pedro Show start off the second hour with Wave of the Hand, Abrona. By the way, it's Eric Crespo, not Crispin. That's Crispin Glover. <laughs> and I apologize deeply for being <clears throat> such a fucking idiot. But uh, sometimes I'm challenged this way because, like, the band name don't match the dude's name. So, yeah, I'm not going to call him Mr. Abronia. But uh, we're going to get to how Abronia comes around. But first, uh, we got some bands from Italy that we played after that wave of the hand. Uh, Electro uh, Capra, huh? Goat. Electric Goat, I guess. La Gloriosa. You got your Latin there. Kind of glorious, huh? Above the Tree. We had uh, Marco on a few weeks ago. The Great Cat Dynasty Pitch. Or Dini with an I. Pitch 7. Stefano Palia, my bandmate, and Sonia de Marinaio with uh, Roman numeral 8. And then finally, Abronia with Wound Sight. Ooh. That's, there's an image here. <laughs> I can relate to it. So you get there, you conk it on some dude's house, you got fucking uh, Ghost of Falco in reserve if you need any more one man bandstand. But how do, how do you take your, your music journey further here now that you've arrived? I mean, you made the great escape from North Carolina in college. Right. So yeah. what, what's, uh, for Eric, what's, well, I, what's the next chapter? Uh, well, I played, I felt like I was kind of testing, road testing Ghost of Falco because I'd never even played a show in North Carolina with that project. I, my, I kind of made it up to tour out to the West Coast with, uh, but it, it felt like it went well. So I played it. I got a show in Portland pretty soon after I got there at the Blackbird. I don't know if you remember that place. I played there. Yeah. Um, and that felt like a good gig for me. I think I was 20 when I played there. It was a 21 and up place. I had to stay in the basement <laughs> until I played because I wasn't 21. Yeah, a lot uh, of dudes do that. They can play the gig, but they're not allowed to really be there. Right. The drinking and yeah. shit. I mean, states have different laws. Arizona, you couldn't put a, put a beer on the stage, right? They're selling oh, wow. motherfucking buttloads out there, yeah. but you can't have one on the stage. Yeah, yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma, right? You, you, they got to sell you seven ups and cokes. You bring your own bottle of hard liquor with your name on the label. <laughs> that, that's a real smart one. <laughs> Motherfuckers driving around with yeah, hard liquor. Okay. So uh, how'd that gig go? It's still the man alone thing, right? Yeah, still the man alone. Do it was start, great. Do you start yeah. in Portland? Do you start playing with other musicians? Though? Yeah, eventually I do. I I started a band uh, called Alarmist um, not too long after I got there. I think we started in two thousand two. Uh, we uh, it was it was two singers and uh, I played guitar and there was a drummer. Uh, we recorded an album for a label called frenetic records. Now is this um, your band or did you join this band? I formed it okay. with, uh, Nick, with Nick Bindeman, James squeaky and, and Eva. And we, yeah, we, we made one album and toured, we toured the West coast and toured the U S and then. Now was Eva that decided, different than you know, touring with ghost of Falco? What's that? How is it different than touring with Ghost of Falco? Oh yeah, well, Ghost of Falco was still just a solo project. Yeah, I know, time. I know. So now so, you're t you're touring with not just a guy riding a coche with you, but you've 
playing with other cats. Yeah, we got a four piece. It was fun. I Different mean, I experience, right? Everybody. It's you yeah, know, it even though you're not the lone star of the show, it is kind of neat to have bad members up there. Yeah, I mean, it get touring alone gets really. Yeah, I can imagine. I would more, be shitting a peek yeah. in along. Because it, yeah, the only the things that when you have songs, you're playing solo. It kind of like every night, it kind of gets to be like. <laughs> pretty unexciting you know when there's no element of chance the only element of chance is you fucking up which is well if you're with one you know. that's gonna happen <laughs> well, how about to play this uh, uh yeah games maribronia you know in fact all you gave me was a bronia so all this other stuff people goes to right. falco and uh this band here and uh what was that first one alarmist no, no, even before that, out in the corner with you. Oh, young. Psycho Trash? Psycho Trash. Yeah, we got no <laughs> yeah. no evidence, people. So you're just going to no have to evidence. imagine your mind. But let's listen to Marabronia. Here's games.
やったぜ
for Pedro Show. Start off that chug of music with the Brony doing games in Red Largo out of Berlin. Ex Machina. Brand new prods from Fred. Uh, here's a big... This is part two of two. This was uh, the Encore jam March 15. Ah! Ides of March, right? Watch out, Caesar. Live stream of three days Domuna Noise University. I think Boris is going to do a big gig there soon. And this was Victoria Shen, Tenko, Dora Video, Makoto Kawabata, Tetsuya Nakamura. Wow. Wish I would have been there. I think she, uh, Victoria Shin called it the Hentai Squad or some shit. Team Hentai, that was it. Yeah, Hentai's like pervert in their language, right? Not, not her language, but Japan. Head Boggle after that, East Bay, Oaktown, Digital Percussion, finally a Brony at Night Horse. Uh, so, uh, you guys do an album, you do a tour? Does the band keep going? Alarmist, no. We uh, we split up right after the the big U.S. tour. Sometimes that happens. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. when you really get yeah, to we know still, people, right? We were still friends. I think Nick just was sick of playing drums in a band. He yeah. quit. Okay. Eva decided to move to Oakland. It was. I'm still friends with all of them, though. That's that's real good because just because you yeah. can't get along in a band, or maybe the band just runs its course, right? I just heard yeah. about Tripper uh, breaking up. And, and you know what they say, the arc, it follows an arc or something. So <clears> it don't always have to be some, like, you know, drama and bad uh, Shakespearean kind of backstab bullshit. and Just, just you know, ran it course. And, and so I'm going to make a guess here. Does Abronia start to take shape or is there something in between? Oh, no, that didn't come about for many more years. Oh, I wow. Did, okay. Yeah, I did Ghost of Falco for 
some years. Well, you tell after me you that. still you still got that right. It's still, I a still reserve, had it going. Yeah, I was it. touring simultaneously. I would go on tour with Ghost of Falco, come back and tour with Alarmist. It was like that for okay. a couple of years, and then once a Bronia broke up, I started. Bronia, not a Bronia, Alarmist. Sorry, yeah, sorry. When Alarmist broke up, I started adding some members to Ghost of Falco. So I ah, so you're changing that experience. Yeah, then. I changed. I changed that whole thing up. Okay. Uh, into being sort of a full band thing. Okay. Uh, but it was kind of revolving lineup sort of thing where it couldn't break up unless <laughs> I wanted well, it. Well, it started with you. We can end yeah, with you. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right, right. You're the so, shot caller. And, uh, and at, at the same time, were you like helping people out in other bands? Because sometimes that goes on, right? Parallel universe shit. I'm trying to think. Um, well, at some point, yeah, I, I went really. to your website and I saw at some point you start mastering and engineering and stuff right yeah yeah well that was when, when does that happen too. when does that happen uh that was a little more recent i'd say 2015 or so i started really doing that stuff more seriously for okay. many years it was just ghost of hago was was kind of my main thing and i just kind of use that uh, to aid my, I gotta go check some out, man. I wish you would have sent me some because I'm interested. In what, what, what it sounds? How how how's it compared to Bronia? Uh, it's it's pretty different. Okay. Um, Bronia is much more of a collaborative project, and it's what I've been working on in the last. Well, you got you a know, tour coming out, years. right? And you just made a record, and that's where we're playing a lot of the new stuff, right? Right. Yeah, we we got. Yeah, we're touring this summer end of july down the west coast yeah we call it the i5 tour the i5 tour yeah yeah in fact i'm getting to the point where i'm splitting we're going to try with this mssv tour where i split a tour a national tour into two legs because that rocky mountain stuff is just beating me up too much so why not do an i5 leg and then do the rest of the country leg (laughs) yeah i'm gonna try it out this this fall here so uh it's a good way to go so (laughs) What? When was the first Abronia gig? Oh, shit. You know what? We're at the end of the second hour. We're going to have to do this when we uh, start off the third hour, because I'm, I'm curious. The first gig, how the band come together and everything, and we'll get up to date that way. Okay, Eric? Yeah. People, yeah. July 3, 2023 edition Watt Pedro Show special guest, Eric Crespo. Correct? Correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking what? <laughs> Hold tight for hour three. July 3, 2023. It's the third hour of the walk from Pedro's.
Everything's gonna be out on the street. They take all your pretty stuff and put it out on the street. You got to sit out there and watch it. People are gonna take it. Everybody's gonna know you didn't pay the rent. <laughs>
Watch for Pedro's show. Start off the third hour with a brony doing Cauldron's Gold. Son Kevin. This is the son of Cynthia Slay, the Bush Tetra singer, and Ivan Julian, one of the guitar players for Avoidoids, Richard, Richard L. And uh, he's out there touring and making music and beautiful. After that, from Texas, Street Sex, S-E-C-T-S, people. Don't get too happy. Victims of Nostalgia. Yeah, Fonzie Potsy and all that bullshit. Remember my pop saying those were not happy days. Finally, Abronia with Rope of Fire. That's a good time. So, how does Abronia happen? Um... Yeah, how does that? It's been a while now. Let me think back. You probably uh, know better than what does. Yeah. So we, yeah, I was. I think I was just looking to form something new. I feel like I took Ghost of Falco kind of as far as I could really take it. I wanted to do something bigger, so I was trying to form like a bigger sort of sort of band. I think, um, and I, uh, I knew. This friend Keelan had moved back from Chicago to Portland, and I knew she played sax. I wanted a saxophone, so I hit her up. And um, yeah, I wanted like a pedal steel or a lap steel. And I got I, first. We started playing with my friend Andrew, who played lap steel. Um, sort of just fell, you know, all the people how people fall into place. Like Keelan had a friend James who moved from Chicago, and. Uh, they had played in bands together in Chicago. So we started jamming and I got the, the big drum. I had this vision for having just a one big drum in the band instead of a drum set. So, um, I bought this huge 32 inch bass drum. Like with that marching became... band. What's that? Like with marching band. Yeah. Kind of a marching band. See, drum. it took you all those years, but you got into fucking marching band, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, eventually. Got careful me eventually. for what you don't wish for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's in, that that band Radways. They kind of did that. What they did, they took a trap kit and then they put one cat on each piece. So they're like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. There's too much room in the boat, right? So you get five guys <laughs> where you had one guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, two of them are ladies. Yeah. So, uh, do you remember the first Brony gig? Yeah, it was uh, April 2015 at a, a place in Portland called the X Church, which is a, an, what it sounds like, an old church that uh, became sort of a DIY sort of living space. Uh, it's still going. It's a great space. X-U-X-H-U-R-C-H. Yeah, that was the first show. It had to go. It was great. Okay. It was actually pretty well attended, well received. I mean, we'd we'd been around at that point a little kind bit. Of, kind of a Portland all-star band. Yeah, yeah, a bit a bit of one. A little bit, yeah. a little bit. But like people who've been around and then playing together. People have been around, yeah. yeah. Dewey was our original bass player who's played in the played in Eternal Tapestry, played in tons of stuff. So he knew people too. I mean we yeah. So we knew people, you know. So it was yeah, I don't know all star, but yeah, just yeah, I, I, yeah, that sounds ridiculous. I, I just mean <laughs> like veteranos, cats who've been around. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Clumsy <laughs> no, language from what? Uh, I want to play half hail. Let's listen. <laughs>
sense in your head If I whispered sweet
lot from Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. Chunk Star off the Brony doing half ale. Chinese herbal medicine, brand new with grief. So trippy. Here, I, t- I sent you some music that might fit. Like, I'm thinking, what the fuck? Do you know what the Watt from Pedro Show's about? <laughs> anyway, uh, Tim Holhouse after that and the Tourette Boys. Unbroken Mantra. Finally. Bronia with Cop Between Hives. So tell me about this new Bronia album. Where was it recorded? Portland? Well, the thing that just came out is is sort of a improv album we made out in the desert in Central Oregon. Um, tell people, you, people, you understand, Washington State, Oregon, and California, you get east of the mountains, you got rain shadow. It's desert. You don't have to be yeah. south. It can be way up north there, and they have desert. Right, trust, yeah, trust me. it's all sagebrush. Right, no trees, right? Just brush, yeah. Some junipers out there. Okay. Juniper but trees, yeah. I'm um, t- we're thinking like Bend and stuff like this? Near Bend, yeah, yeah that's where yeah. we were, yeah. Okay, I played there once. Yeah. And I'd, I'd like to go back, you know, but it, it, it is kind of hike. So you guys went and did a gig there and then recorded as an improv? No, they, we weren't doing a gig. We just went out there to do this. So we did like three days. I brought a cassette eight track. We stayed at this house and just recorded for three days brought a bunch of weird instruments and filled up like 12 cassettes full of uh full of uh you know just the jams we did and then i i came back and edited all of that material down to 37 minutes <laughs> so that's the high desert sessions which just came out and did you do that at your pad or a studio in portland where i i edited the stuff you mean yeah well like where yeah, you're I, doing work yourself yeah. My home studio, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. great. I, I love yeah. the idea of musicians doing their own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, besides that thing, the improvised thing, what about the stuff, you know, where you guys practiced and shit? Yeah, the, that album, the most recent was Map of Dawn. Um, that was a studio, proper studio album. Uh, we did that at a space. We've done the, our all three records at the same space, which used to be called Type Foundry and then it changed owners but it's it's still the same space and now it's called echo echo i believe or or also sleepers mountain the name seemed thing the name thing with that studio was a little bit tenuous for a while but it's a great great space in portland and yeah we had larry crane mix our last album uh tape op famous for tape op sure 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 among other things well i know what joel hamilton uh, him and Tony Mamoni from Perubu have a studio in Brooklyn, and I know Joel very involved with tape op. Mm, yeah, a good resource, yeah. people. If you want to fucking know how to record a cano, oh, yeah. tape op, right? Yeah, that's it's. I mean, there's the uh, other stuff too. We the other journals, right? <laughs> in the lounge of these big fancy studios, but then t- tape op is they jamming cano. I, yeah, really interesting. That's those the one. Guys. Yeah, and and how long did it take you uh, to make Map of Dawn? Yeah, it was. Well, I think we did three days in the studio, track basic tracking, and then we did some overdubs at my home studio, and I I made like rough mixes and stuff, and then I, I'm we, guessing you can't do drums at your pad, but you can do everything else, right? Oh, uh, we could do drums here. Yeah, it's just with six people. In the band, I don't want to track the whole thing yeah. at my home studio space, and it, you know it's just a better gear situation. Where sure, we sure, sure. But um, maybe acoustics too, and all that stuff. What, yeah. Tell me about this tour. 
because that's coming right up, right? It is, yeah. First show is July 23rd, and it goes till July 30th. So not too long, but yeah, we're getting down to LA. You know, we're hitting San Francisco, Oakland. Where, where we're in SoCal? In Joshua Tree. We're down we're here. At Permanent Records Roadhouse. Yes, I, yeah, it used to be uh, Cafe Nella, Cypress Park. I played there billions of times. It's a record store, too. Yeah. Uh, still. Uh, no, it wasn't mm-hmm. before. Before it was just like, yeah, it was Dave Travis, just ca- Cafe Nella. Nola, that's what it was. Mm. Or, or yeah, Nella, no, northeast of Los Angeles. And uh, if people want to find information on the tour, can they find it on the internet, a website? Uh, yeah, we have a Bandcamp page. It'll be there. We don't have a proper website, but we got okay, Instagram. Okay, people. Facebook, all that stuff. A-B-R-O-N-I dot bandcamp dot camp. Com. (laughs) Not camp. Dot com. And you got details of your tour there. So go and see them. Is that your only SoCal gig? Well, you're playing in the desert, right, Joshua Tree? Yeah, we're playing at a place called the Annex, a giant rock meeting room. Yeah, Joshua Tree Way, Yucca Valley. I I don't know if I can see that gig, but I think I can uh, come see you in... uh, uh, the old Cafe Nello. What's it called? Permanent Records. Permanent Warehouse. Records, that's right. Yeah. And I, I get this. Last year I played a wedding there, one of their first gigs, when the new owners took over. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do a lot of wedding gigs, but I did there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why not? Yeah. You know, fucking gigs a gig. Whenever you play, I think you invest in the next time you play, so it's never wasted. Never. And uh, you get back home, you're going to work on, uh, what, new, new recording, what? Yeah, I'm recording other bands and stuff these days, but I yeah, Bronya's working on new material for the next writing stuff for the next album. Well, when you so. get a new Brony album, will you come back on the show? We can play it and talk about it. Oh yeah, okay, for sure. that'd be Anytime. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly, truly. And uh, and uh, what what day are you at the fucking uh, permanent record? Oh, uh, July 26th. It's a Wednesday. Okay, 23 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna try to come and see you. Great. Hopefully you ain't on at fucking three in the morning because Watt usually conks at eight. <laughs> I'll stay up no, later for you. It won't be that late. I think we're on second. Okay. Second out of three. Too. Last time I was there, I saw David Paho. And I had a good time. He was nice. There. Yeah, the nice people there. Uh, but thanks for being on the show, and I can't wait to have you back on. All okay. right, thank you. Safe seas on your fucking tour, and uh, we'll talk again. People, thanks it's so been much. the July 3, 2023 edition of Watt Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.